0: If you're a fan of pasta, we've got a great offer for you. Pasta evangelists make delicious, fresh, handcrafted Italian pasta dishes and deliver them straight to your door. You get sent everything you need to prepare your meal in just five minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 10 delicious dishes with vegetarian and gluten-free options. You can have regular deliveries or just order once. They get rave reviews as well, with Times food critic Giles Corrin calling their food mind-blowingly delicious. You can try Pastor Evangelists Pasta yourself and get handcrafted pasta meal for two for just £4 with our special discount code. So go to pastorevangelists.com and put in the code
1: Brum Radio for £10 off your first order.
2: Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit Brumradio.com. Hi, it's Barbara Nice here, Barbara's in at Nice in the Biscuit, and I'm doing all these things from home. When I first started, I thought, oh, we won't be able to do it. But actually, do you know what? Because all life, Shing and Yang, Fen and Shui, start skiing, much. It, we've been able to talk to a more of a wide range of people about a wide range of subjects in a wide-ranging way because we've talked to people from all up and down the country. We'd never really have got to come to Paul's shed. No offence, Paul. But <laughs> this we've just been doing it on the phone, and Paul's been brilliant. We've found this way of doing it. It's, it's called something like Clean Feed, which has thrown a few people, because when we sent the links, they thought it was something, <laughs> you know. Some people thought it was a cleaning product and also other people... Thought it was a bit darker than that, I think. I don't know what they were thinking, but. <laughs> a dirty product. Some dirt, very dirty ideas have been coming anyway. So it's been absolutely brilliant. And it's bringing different worlds into our logos and just isn't life fascinating? And today, I mean, I know a lot of you know I do stand up comedy and I love entertaining. I'm missing doing that. I miss live audiences. So I thought, wouldn't it be brilliant to talk to this fella, Oliver Double, who uh, is a lecturer. Well, we'll find out what he does. I thought he was a lecturer in comedy. Well, he is, but that's not his title. Anyway, me and Paul, we got him on Through Clean Feed. Right, Martin, so we're just waiting for Oliver Double to come. He's a very nice fella. I think he's he's phoning in from (laughs) Kent. But tomorrow we're having a day off because it's your girlfriend's birthday, Paul, you've just been telling me.
1: It is, (laughs) yes. So and, what are you
2: going to do at well, home? That's the Special. question.
1: I, whatever she wants right. to do.
2: Right. she watching
1: a TV. We'll go for a permitted daily walk, I suppose. Yeah. But, uh, can't really do too much. That's the same thing. No parties. No you guest can... gathering. So it's going to be very uh, limited, I'm afraid.
2: But you can do one of them Zoom parties, but you got a drunk last time, didn't you, Paul? You were doing home measures, weren't you?
1: Yeah, that was uh, home measures. That was my fault, apparently. Apart from the three drinks you had before that.
2: Oh, right. Okay. But the
1: one that I poured was slightly too much wine in. That was the one. Not that I'm bitter or anything. And that's why she's getting revenge by giving me chairs that collapsed.
2: No, that's what's (laughs) happened if you don't know. You were a bit late in getting contacted, so... I said to Paul, you're right. You know, texted him. He said, My chair's just collapsed. He sent me a picture of it <laughs> in the ad collapse, but the material was lovely. Yes. And it, the, the material covering the chair, you know, right. the seat was just like the curtains I've got in my caravan. It made me feel a bit sad. Aww. If anybody else is missing their caravan that they might have been going to at Easter, I'm with you, kids. Well, I'll tweet the I'm picture. with you.
1: I'll tweet the crap podcast nice on Twitter. And then he if you can imagine
2: my curtains. The yeah. nicer uh, that all are keeling.
1: I thought a bit of slapstick would cheer you up, but I'm sorry I've made you sad by nostalgia.
2: Oh, no, yeah. I'm not delving into that. We're making the most of things. It's live yeah. entertainment, making people yes. happy. Well, so to... I'm going to be talking. What? Yeah, he's good, Oliver. He knows a lot mm. about stand ups. So I'm going to be talking to him about that. He's lecturing. Yeah. It would have thought that could happen, <laughs> but he is. That's why he does love it. That's like, good. I like. This. Isn't awesome. life funny? You know, you never thought you'd have a professor of comedy, and I didn't think really. Mm. Like I was saying before, that I'd be talking about Zoom so much, but yeah, isn't it yeah. funny? It's great. I like. This. I, like I said,
1: courses in it that you've taken part in yourself or hosted, and there's there's museums of comedy. I I did a kids,
2: to. I did a kids comedy oh, course yeah. the other day. Was absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm, I've got to set him some homework. One yeah. lad is going to do. He his set is set. His is based around climbing a tree, and every branch he gets on, he tells us the funny things he can see from the view on his tree. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And then there's another thing. And this um, this this lad found his dog very funny. So I said, do a double act with the dog, <laughs> and then. There's a couple of girls who weren't supposed to be doing it. Younger sisters posing yeah. like a couple of P-wags at the back, you know. I said, "You two get, <laughs> you two get a little double act sorted out." Mm, it's like
1: you with that um, pheasant. Someone's
2: doing some slapstick. Yeah, well, I love doing with the pheasant. So here. So I was expecting the pheasant the to, to
1: start heckling this podcast at some point. I've seen it on. Oh no! Facebook. I know.
2: No, oh, no, no. I suppose I'll like, we'll save that for another time. But How's he getting on now? Because Let's I, I do lot. know that he is good at technical things. So If yes. he can't do it, nobody can do it. I'll tell you that. Oh so <laughs> yeah. Am there's Hiya. (laughs) Hello. Hello. It's Oliver Double. All the way from Kent. Are you still there, love? I am. (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, I was telling Paul, say hiya, Paul. Hello, Paul.
1: Hello. Hiya.
2: Hiya. Paul helps me. I was telling him, you're a professor of comedy. Are you the first professor of comedy or have there been others?
0: Well, here's the thing technically, I'm not actually a professor, so I'm not really quite oh. a professor of comedy, but I do, people do call me that, you know. So, yeah, what are
2: you technically <laughs> on, your, on your tax return? All what right. do you say?
0: All right, so, so my official title at work is Reader in Drama. Reader, it's weird, isn't it? It's
2: weird, love, a comic. I can't make a tale of it. Explain the it's, like,
0: it's like a reader is somewhere between senior lecturer and professor
2: oh fact, I, I tell you what I looked <laughs> well, it up,
0: I looked this up when I got my promotion I looked this up
2: I bet it you said, bloody did
0: I did and it said um, it said uh, a, a reader is a, is a kind of special kind of professor professor without a chair and what was wrong oh. about that was I, li- I literally found that out when I was recovering from a broken hip so not having a yeah. chair was a, a bitter pill to swallow
2: It's awful of <laughs> <laughs> and what did you? She... Oh, Awful! No chair, nowhere to sit. I don't know no chair either. Absolutely no. I know Paul fell off his chair today. That's why we were delayed. I was just telling everybody.
1: That. Are you all right, Paul? Yeah, yeah, it was a very slow collapse. A very, very uh, slapstick yeah. collapse. It didn't hurt, but it was funny and annoying and time delaying. But sorry for the delay. <laughs> no. And
2: we're yet. all we're all in these funny makeshift offices, aren't we? Up and down the country, Oliver. in... But have you got, I hope you've got a chair now. You've got a I chair got now, a chair. you? I have got oh, a chair, I have got right, oh, yeah, good, yeah. right. Very good. So you're a reader in, I've already forgotten what it is, in English. Drama, in drama. Oh, drama, well, of course. All right. Well, stand-up is a performance art, isn't it? It is. Like and you used to something. practice it yourself, didn't you? You used to be it, you did
0: I did, I did. I used to play the... Uh... The comedy clubs in, in the late 80s and 90s, so yeah,
2: around
0: Sheffield was it Sheffield? You was Sheffield, that's right, yeah, yeah. I was I lived in Sheffield and uh, we used to do the Last Laugh comedy club. Uh, we used to we
2: right with Toby, that. Toby, yeah, it was before well, Toby was on. S- if I you are, I oh, do, right,
0: I saw him do his first open mic spot
2: brilliant so actually you start how long's the last laughing going and blinking heck
0: neck a long time how long well though? we well it's a long time i mean i've i haven't been directly involved with it since 1997 and it was five then so it's 1992 <sighs> it, it must have
2: been was must have been one of the first regional alternative comedy clubs was it yeah
0: i think there were a few others i mean there was uh, agraman was doing the buzz club oh in bless, bless him he's uh, wonderful yeah yeah indeed and uh there were, there was one up in the northeast, I think, and there were there were a few about. But yes, it wasn't it wasn't that usual to have a comedy night in a pub in Sheffield at that point.
2: Mm. And I think going back, it probably was alternative comedy in them days. I don't know whether you agree with that. I think it's all gone a bit. It's not as exciting uh, as it used to be. What, what what's your opinion on what's happening now? Yeah, it's a bit yeah, yeah. better think... actually. But yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, strangely enough, I just wrote a book about alternative comedy, about looking at the beginnings of it, how it started mm. in, the, in the late 70s. Mm. And I think that the, the kind of standard narrative of it is that it's people are technically a lot better than they were at the start. And I think that is largely true. I mean, there mm. are people who sort of say, oh, we found it really amazing when we saw an American comedian taking the mic out the stand because we know you could do that. <laughs>
2: Right, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. But, but,
0: <laughs> yeah. But but also it was kind of wilder and, and more <laughs> amazing, I think. Uh, you know, some of the acts that were around then were just amazing. And even when we did The Last Laugh in the nineties, it wasn't all just stand ups. You know, you got people like Bob Dillinger who do his funny songs and uh mm. Rory a guy called Rory Motion who used to do yeah. songs, poems, puppetry, puns, <laughs> you know, the lot. Um, and uh, yeah, double acts we get, and all kinds of different things. And I think now it does tend to just be stand up, stand up, stand up.
2: Yeah, it can get a little bit, if you don't mind me saying, a little bit boring for people, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And also, the same type of stand up. I think. Yeah. I hope. I think it is getting a bit more exciting, and I, I hope it, Piggy, is anyway. I think it went through <laughs> a little. St- uh, I think it went through a little stage, Oliver, when everybody was just wanting to be like a. A, a TV stand-up. Do you know what I mean by that? I do. Like uh, they just wanted to get on the pig in tele. And what what I happened do like the word pigging. Fun- by the way, <laughs> well, I use it a lot because I don't swear.
1: <laughs> I, I pig
2: in. I use pig in. Um That <laughs> you see, you saw all these people that. Now and then I just thought, oh, can we not see somebody who looks a bit funny looking? I don't mean dressed up, I just mean a bit odd looking. Why have they all gone so good why have they gone so good looking, Oliver? They didn't always well, be so good looking, love. They didn't honestly.
0: I know. I I, I like the idea of people who look unconventional, you know. Uh, yeah. Did you know here's a fun fact, did
2: you know the word titch
0: meaning small comes from a middle comedian? Yeah, uh, tit- he's where we get the word from. Yeah, it's
2: true. Oh, and even within his, well,
0: uh, even with his own lifetime, within I don't know, maybe 20 years before he died, it was already a word in the English language. That's amazing, isn't it? A comedian giving a word to the the, language. The
2: the power of live performance and everybody going out seeing the same acts, in a way, because it's so, so, you know, all this digital stuff. I'm, I'm a fan of people being me. But you, we're all watching different stuff, Oliver. So somebody's yes. watching that in one bedroom. Somebody's, somebody else is watching that. Somebody's downstairs and you come together and say, have you seen this? No, I haven't. She can't talk about it. I, oh, I bet that word would never have been invented now because everybody's watching, doing different things. And the power of the titch would never have got to that position of people going i know who you're talking about do you know
0: what i mean love i, I really do I, I think it makes mm. it difficult doesn't it to to, to uh, use references in your body because you can never be sure that the, the audience is going to recognize the reference you're talking about i mean when That's i teach true, stand-up i didn't weirdly i did a class this morning online via zoom you know one of these things it was amazing mm. i was teaching a class mm. and literally because some of the foreign students had, had to go home there were people attending that class from three different continents but oh, the weird thing what the, the but, but the weird thing about, because I'm, you know, I'm 54, right? So my reference mm. points are completely different from theirs. So when I mention mm. something to them, I have I, like, I have no idea whether they're going to get what I mean. Uh, like somebody sort of yeah. was talking about people being cleaner during cur- uh, coronavirus, you know, like taking more care of personal hygiene. Mm.
2: And I was
0: saying you could make pop culture references. And I referred to Pig Pen from the Peanuts cartoon. And they knew Peanuts, but they didn't know the... More obscure characters, so that's
2: neither do yeah, I, Oliver. Oliver, I oh, don't either. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, <laughs> do you know what to I'm, me? <laughs> I do test with is...
0: cartoons, though.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sometimes it isn't culture or age or anything like that that we think it that's is. True. Sometimes it's just that we're only and talking from about something. Where, we're and I think that's very important for stand up, isn't it? It's getting harder and harder to find something that everybody knows what you're on about completely because you yeah. need that don't you to get the gag For everybody that, to get I? the gag
0: yeah uh, go on love go on I, well i i still do a bit of stand-up here and there and yeah, uh, i remember about i don't know a few years ago i did a routine about imagine if they did a stage musical based on deliverance right when i was on the circuit deliverance was a really mm. popular reference so if you were talking about you know it's the film early 70s it's got um Has it got Reynolds, it's
2: and is it, has he got the thinking banjos? Well, everybody used yeah. to do that. Everybody did the banjos, yeah. Yeah, everybody pigging did yeah. that,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I mentioned it to, to to students of the time who had been about 20 years old, and none of them, about one or two of them knew it, that was it. You know, that reference that used to be so popular, suddenly redundant. Mm. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you could bring it back, but you'd have to explain a little bit more to it, because yeah. I do a bit of teaching of comedy myself, and what I say to people is, you can say it, you can bring up anything as long as you give people enough information to kind of get what you're on about, never presume they know what you're talking about. On the other hand, because I think all rules are there for being broken, it'd be very good to do a set where you just you just sort of took for granted all the time that people knew what you were talking about, and none of the references, nobody understood and after a bit, that would be funny, wouldn't
0: it? Oh yeah, I saw Stuart Lee do a show at the comedy store right. where it was a it was Arnold Brown's eightieth birthday show. Aww. And it was really fantastic. But what he did was I he bet. said he'd never he said he'd never been booked at the comedy store for a paid gig, he would never done um, benefit gigs there. Two um open mic spots in nineteen ninety, and he was gonna recreate <laughs> the material he'd done then without <laughs> the references.
2: It, it, fantastic. it was amazing.
0: <laughs> it was amazingly funny.
2: See, that is what I think is funny. I love all the rules being broken and all that. Oh, brilliant. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, because what he would have done is kept to a very strict code. And because he's doing that, we get it after a bit and we find it so... Isn't it, I'm I, like you, I'm sure, I'm fascinated what makes human beings laugh. And it's so it's, complicated, isn't it? And beautiful at it, the same yeah. time. Is wonderful. It is. It is.
0: It is an amazing thing because uh, it's something that well, it, it, a lot of people believe it, it doesn't exist. Laughter as such doesn't exist in the animal kingdom. It's it's an exclusively human mm. thing. Mm. I think there is some there, there is some doubt about that, but you know, it's often said that it's it's a human thing, and it's so uh, dependent on so many things, isn't it? I mean, mm. like you were saying before, the individual, you know, what what you think and feel, and what your base of knowledge is, what mood mm. you're in, what time of day, what company you're in. Uh, all of those things, uh, you know the variables that make something funny or not funny. There's so many of them.
2: And I don't think a computer a computer could probably do word gags or there's certain types of things that like a robot could do, I think, but it could never ever come up with what that example that you've just given of what Stuart did there.
0: I completely agree. And I think that when, when there have been experiments with trying to get AI to create jokes, it is always just weird puns rather than something a bit more developed. Mm. And I think you're absolutely right. right. And I also think there's part of me that goes, it also makes me wonder about the scientists who do those experiments, like, because humans can do that. <laughs> so why do you want a machine to do it? Are you trying to make us
2: redundant? I know. Of course, they're piggy now, and I, this is all right, Oliver, all this, and I wouldn't have been able to speak to you otherwise without all this technology, so I'm very grateful to that. But I can't yeah, wait yeah. just to get back to performing with an audience. I'm desperate for it, love. Do you know what I mean? We can't let this take over. We cannot replace that special relationship and an audience of people together laughing together freely in public. That's irreplaceable. There is love, isn't it? It is
0: it its It's magic, isn't it? Because... You know, mm-hmm. it's not yes. something that we particularly have strong conscious control about when we, we, and you can force a laugh, but you can't do it for very long. Uh, no, and so to you be able to, tell for, I was just saying that, that it's a magical thing to be able to go into a room full of people just by what you say and what you do and how you talk to them. You make them laugh at the same time. That's an amazing, magical mm. thing, I think.
2: <laughs> it's wonderful isn't it and it's absolutely irreplaceable live entertainment because everybody's putting stuff online now and everything it would make me a very sad person indeed if, if it replaced you know but i think comedy on television it's all right but it's not meant for that it's like music hall and No, that's meant to be live isn't it love well, really
0: it is it's something to do with people being in the same space as each other so i think it's something very fundamentally yeah. human about that
2: breathing the say seeing other people laugh. You can't be, and I I've got to tell you, I absolutely love your first was it be how to be a stand-up. That was my, the book that I'm sure loads of other stand-up comedians oh. read. And the description yeah. of those gigs of saying, you know, the audience are all laughing, you're in a small room, in a pub, and everybody's a magic happens and it moves you further and further and you're brilliant. And then of course there's the other gig where it doesn't work at all. But when it when you're on a roll oh it's brilliant and if everybody if anybody's listening now to us talking to each other i am telling you piggin read that book it's absolutely (laughs) it's wonderful oliver and that description about you know coming home for a gig if it's gone great wonderful if it hasn't but in some ways don't you think you learn from the ones where it didn't go so well that's your learning isn't it that's where you do your best learning
0: do you know, I went through a period when I was doing The Last Laugh where, uh, for some reason, nothing I did worked. It, mm. I, it, I'd been all right before, and then there was just a little spate of perhaps three weeks where I couldn't get anything to work.
2: Mm.
0: And I, because I recorded that and listened back to it, I learned so much about yeah. what I was doing wrong. Uh, yeah. And I think as well... Recording it and listen back to it, it can be quite painful because you. I mean, I hate the sound of my own voice, and I think a lot <laughs> yeah, of people we all, do. Yeah, we
2: all do. None of us like it. Yeah. That,
0: that's right. But 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 just, it's a good way of putting the gig behind you as well. So not only did you learn from it, but you could also go, right, that's done now. I don't need to worry about that anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. So honestly, that book was so, was so wonderful. But that live performance experience, when, every, when I look back at the moments when my performance has leapt ahead, it's been in those situations when there's a magic in the air between you and the audience and for me that thing you've been thinking of doing like like for example I can't quite remember the first time a stage died but I know I was thinking about it (laughs) beforehand and and there must have been one night when when it said this is the night you know this is the audience (laughs) to try that idea out that's been in the back of your head and it's that relationship isn't it you've Got the idea, but the audience are egging you on. You go, come on, then we can do it. Let's do this to honestly, brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. There's, there's something
0: with there's something weird about being in front of an audience. I remember years ago I talked to Milton Jones about mm. um, whether he rehearsed or not. Because I find that really interesting. Most comedians I don't think they do rehearse outside of the performance situation, but I know mm. that some do, and I do if I'm doing something. And he said that he sort of would rehearse it, but then when he came in front of an audience he'd sometimes say the words in a different way anyway because he'd realised that's how it had to be because they're there mm. and ah. I've definitely had that experience too you know I've, I've planned something out I've practiced it and then it's only when you're in front of the audience you go oh no that needs to be there and I need to say it
2: like that it's yeah it's wonderful because you you've got you've got the prep there that's right but then it sort of focuses in of course that's how you've got to say it yeah as you it's said because like, they're there a, and everything changes a,
0: It's a bit like the difference between talking to an actual person and leaving a voicemail message. You know, when you leave a voicemail message, you know, sometimes you forget what you're going to say or you become really inarticulate because you know nobody's listening to you right right. when you say it.
2: Yeah. There's no purpose to it, really. And that's why, again, and to keep going back to this sort of current thing we're doing where people are performing in the bedrooms, you know, to a screen and all that, and they've been messing around trying to find a lead and swearing and all that stuff's been going on before, (laughs) and... Without, without the audience, you don't know how you're doing, and that's why I don't like. You know when they have the other lights down, very dark in theatres. Oh
0: yeah.
2: I I say please don't have that for me. You need to see how you're going down. You, it's a relation, a dance between you and the audience. If you can't see them, I think you're. It's not right. That relationship's not right. I honestly, think I, I, you've got to see people.
0: I agree. I agree. There's because there's a lot of, sort of nonverbal verbal visual things that you can get from looking at yeah. an audience
2: yeah yeah and you're breathing the same air as them as well you know and i think it's very important that you yeah
0: yeah
2: that we're all in the same boat
0: yeah if you, if you yeah if you can't see them it doesn't feel so much like you're in the same space with them
2: no, it doesn't, and you're cheating, you're pretending. Like like, no, I can't. Yeah. like you at the back, missus. Well, you can't see her, not really.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely.
2: You just know that generally there is a missus at the back. And if you <laughs> wave your hand in a sort of an unspecific way, you will, you will, so it's all these tricks you learn, but it'd be better if you could see missus at the back, really.
0: It, it definitely would, because sometimes you see hilarious reactions of individual punters anyway. Yeah, if I'm, and
2: that's if I'm,
0: true. If I'm comparing a show, I mean... I get, you know, you can get something just by imitating what you've just seen somebody do.
2: I know, uh, simple stuff. Yeah. Because I and think actually, people, recognize
0: the, people recognize the truth of it. Of course they do. And they can see that it's happening live in front of them as well, which yeah, which Yeah, them... which
2: of course. People love the live element, they, they love do. the truth in it. And it always reminds me, stand up a little bit, is going back, you know, to the proper old tribal days when everybody would be out doing hunting and stuff. They'd all come round the fire and people would start to tell stories about what had been happening, what had been going on. And somebody might point to somebody and then take the mickey out of the fact that they'd run off when a deer startled them and become them, impersonate them. All these things, I think, make us properly laugh. I think they're very deep in us, and that's why it's good that we can see each other to bring in the truth of us all sat around this fire. Very important, very important. Uh, it's I, basic stuff.
0: I completely agree. I, I think all of that stuff's true. Actually, they, I mean, I've read um, sort of anthropological papers about humour in mm-hmm. small tribes, and, and it's exactly as you described, you know, oh, during when you fell out of your canoe or whatever. Um, yeah, and, that's and, right sort of making fun of Miss Fortune in a way.
2: Yeah. It's very interesting to me. I'm fascinated by it. Right then, love. Now, is there anything that you, when I said, oh, come, come on my podcast, Oliver, is there anything you think, oh, I hope she mentions this or I want to talk about that? Is there anything, love, you want to talk about?
0: Oh, uh, well, we've already talked about my, my alternative comedy book, so that's been done. Uh, oh, yeah, lovely.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: Now that, was, that was really fun to watch. It, I have to say, that was really, really fun to, to work on that book because when I first started sort of studying comedy, it was really hard mm-hmm. to get, um, you know, source material because, you know, you could find a Billy Connolly album or a, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it was really hard to find recordings of stand-up. And, and um, so when we, we've got a thing at the University of Kent called the British Stand-Up Comedy Archive where we started collecting... Right materials to do with stand-up so it could be anything from set lists to recordings to costume mm. items to business records or whatever and the stuff we've got from the early days of alternative comedy is amazing like recordings from of Alexi sale in the beginning of uh-huh. 1980 and things like that mm. and so using that material uh, was so interesting and so fun because having been at a point where you could only get a Billy Connolly album in a second hand record shop to the point where you get <laughs> a recording that somebody's made in one of those first comedy clubs and hear it for yourself, it was brilliant. It's really fun to work on.
2: Are you still looking for stuff? Because I I, maybe this Pete, if anybody listening to this um, podcast uh, who are thinking, I've got a recording of something that I, you know, yeah. I listened to years ago, send, where do they send it? to the University of Kent, I, Oliver. I think,
0: I think the thing to do would be to send me an email and then we'll have a talk about it.
2: All right. So, do you mind giving your email out? I don't. It's it's, it's your professional one, isn't it? Go on. It is, yeah.
0: Absolutely. It's o.j.double, that's D-O-U-B-L-E, at kent.ac.uk.
2: I'm having a clear out, Oliver. I think a lot of people are rather stuck at home like this. And I'm coming up with, you know, finding bits of leaflets and stuff, tickets for stuff I've done or good lineups I was on. I was thinking, oh, look where they've gotten. I'm still pigging here. You know that <laughs> feeling. Bit- bitterness, Oliver. Bitterness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thinking bloody hell. But anyway, um, are, they, are that kind of thing any use to anybody?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We've got quite a lot of uh, leaflets from, from things, and they're, they're, they're really useful, really useful.
2: It helps piece it all together because what I've always been attracted to about stand-up is, is, is off of the pit. at its best, it's a very working-class activity. I think, which I think is a bit of a shame when it seems to get hijacked from people. From I hope you you might have gone to Cambridge and Oxford. I don't know. Did you?
0: <laughs> I didn't. know
2: All right. I <laughs> I want to insult you.
0: No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>
2: Do you know what I mean, though? And I'm not so sure this is the same access for working-class comedians as it used to be. I don't know.
0: I, I do agree. I think one of the things is, I mean, it's not it's not so bad now, but you mentioned before about uh, regional comedy being, uh, you know, when mm. we start the last laugh, it's one of the few regional clubs. I think comedy is more nationwide now, but still, a lot of it's based in London. And in order mm. to live in London now, it seems to me you've either got to be very lucky or very rich because the ha- housing costs are so much. Interestingly... Researching uh, alternative comedy, one of the things that came out was A, that the rents were a lot cheaper then, and B, that people squatted <laughs> because you could still do that. And That's so the squatting right. scene became quite an important part of how alternative comedy got started.
2: Uh, Alexi Sale and all like that, it is about squatting, and also, but what was that Monday? People on the dole, you can't go on the dole anymore, can you not? like no. you could. So exactly. I think all that stuff allowed those. Not so well off, but very funny, because let's face, it, money doesn't make you p- pig in brilliant. You know, yeah. people have been in positions out of the company really to do the job after of them, but then that's another thing. But it allowed these very clever, very witty people. To have access to audiences because of things like you know being at the enterprise scheme and all that kind of stuff. squatting. The
0: enterprise allowance oh, scheme. I was on that.
2: Very important. Yeah, I was on, on that a, That's very important. That one was because it allowed fact, the, people yeah. with artistic bent to carry on doing what they were doing. Well,
0: the, the history of that was very interesting because what what it was the conservative government and what they wanted to do was bring people on in the grey economy like plumbers and things who weren't paying taxes
2: because mm. uh, they
0: weren't declaring, declaring their income they wanted to bring them into the fold as it were so they, they started this the enterprise allowance scheme but they thought that everybody was going to be like a little business person you know setting up their own business but in fact the mm. arts was really one of the main areas of success for that scheme it wasn't yeah, it designed was, yeah. for that
2: but, but you good? know these
0: clever comedians and so on just went right well i'm having that money and then allowed to become established that's
2: right and, it, and there is a lot of cleverness and I do think the arts get regarded as being, you know, frippery and all that kind of nonsense. And, but really, people are incredibly clever and on it and with it and so inventive. Anyway, I'm proud to be part of it all and I'm sure you are and all, aren't you, Oliver? You're proud to be part of it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And also to back up what you just said, one of the interesting things about stand-up is it always looks like it's just been thrown together, like it's just a Mm -hmm. a bunch of random stuff that the person's Mm -hmm. saying from the top of their head. But of course it's not. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly well structured and it just hides the hard work that's gone into it. And so it makes it look like it's easy, but it's amazing.
2: I know, but some people do think they're just making up. I can remember doing, I can't, I can't remember what it was, some community thing a long time ago. And I said to this fella before he went on, do you know what you're going to do, love? He said, oh, no, something will come to me. And I said, I don't think it will, love. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's it so does, it but, but you've got to know that that's your style to not just try it out for the first time. Now so today, much work you- goes into it. You've got to
0: have work. a plan because even if you do improvise, yeah. the, the point yeah. is if the improvisation starts to not work, you've got to have something to fall back on. I think. Yeah, you've definitely got to have a plan. And
2: people are very hardworking. They travel alone. I mean, what, what good about what's good about what's going on at the moment? At least people don't have to keep pigging going up and down the country, you know, yeah, to yeah. different gigs and jigs, and going into service station, eating rubbish pies at God knows what time it oh, is in the yeah. morning. That lifestyle is very unhealthy. So, at least we're at home, but we've got very hard working. Onion, the cheese and onion pasty burn. Oh, that hurts. Two <laughs> am? It's, oh, why did I eat that? I know. It's funny because we're all doing the same thing. Now, listen, we better draw this to an... I've absolutely, Oliver, adored talking to you because it's great to talk to somebody who's passionate about what they're doing. And knows a lot about it. And also, I do think this whole area of stand-up is so fascinating and so much bigger than live at the Apollo and all that, love. You know, it's such an interesting subject. So, yeah, lovely.
0: It is, it is and I've really enjoyed talking to you, too. It's almost like getting out of the house, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been all right, hasn't it, love? Yeah, <laughs> it has been like getting out of the house. All right, love. So, I'm going to say ta now I've really enjoyed bye. talking to you Look after yourself, cock Alright, yeah, you.
0: right. thanks then, bye Take
2: care, bye love bye. Now, what, what I'm very interested in And always have been Is you lot, you lot, the audience People, us, people Now, we're all in the same boat If you've got any texts Or any questions you want to ask any, any top tips Let's try and make this a bit Picking interactive, shall we so, Paul, are you there? Yes, hello. How would how would they do that if we want to make it more interactive? They more.
1: can. It tweet us uh, at podcast nice on Twitter, and um, they can join yeah, the you're, yeah. They can join the brum radio Facebook group on uh, Facebook right. and and leave a message there, I'll put a thread up for the podcast, or they could uh, right. tweet you at Barbara Nice and let them know you let you know they have an audience still out there.
2: Right, what do you mean? We're not talking to nobody. No. We? Well, I'm not wasting got... my picking time, I we? No,
1: you see hundreds of people a night when you gig in, and I'm sure they're still out there. They've separated you temporarily until waiting desperately for the times when you can come back to them. Are you
2: tell, Paul, are you telling me no one's listening? Right, I do need <laughs> to know if anybody's listening. Oh, yes. We... I've got things to do. I've got more cupboards <laughs> to clear out. But what about them people in New York? Oh, yes, I can tell We're you... not them, have we? I
1: can tell you exactly where people are listening from. That's the Right, good thing come, at the on, moment. come on, we're interested in Let's go on to this, because this is uh, very interesting. We've got A lot of fans in England, as you'd expect. So Mm. Britain is the number one uh, listenership, and then Spain is quite Uh, popular. United States, no one in Canada.
2: No one in Canada surprises me. All right, come on, Canada, pull your finger out. Got a
1: Turkish couple of Turkish fans. Well, of
2: course, of course, I met them on holiday. Actually,
1: (laughs) and uh,
2: some
1: our fourth most well, a lot of people in Japan surprisingly. I'm not surprised by
2: that. I'm not surprised Mm. by that.
1: Okay, because that's a th- language barrier.
2: Well, I'm not surprised by it. I, I used to have a couple of Japanese friends, and we always got on very well. I think I share. A, <laughs> I've got a bit of a Japanese sense of humour. It doesn't surprise me the Japanese. Thing. Interesting.
1: Mm. I'd like to know what that is.
2: Well, I don't know. It's just one of them things. <laughs> okay. We've always got on with with Japanese people. Oh, okay then. Well, if you're listening, um, and is what you want to let us know. Well, this is a way of us keeping in contact. I, Man,
1: that's true.
2: the Turkish people I, I know very well in fact I, I owe them £50 pound. that's probably why they're listening <laughs> hello it will be coming in the post <laughs> at any point right okay then um, just let us know if you're listening if you've got any questions, any comments you want to make and then just let's just keep this you know we're on the highway of life together, let's journey together, I'll wave at you you wave at me, come on kids we can do this thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.